Welcome to Getting Technetical, a Technetics podcast. Your source for insights on engineered ceiling and component solutions for the world's most demanding environments. Welcome to this episode of Getting Technetical. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. Today we're sitting down with Cindy Krishna and Bruno Killing. Before joining Technetics eight years ago, Cindy worked with Valve OEMs in the instrumentation industry for 17 years. She knows how to solve problems with innovation and does so with passion. Cindy, welcome. Thank you. Bruno is an engineer through and through. Studying general engineering and then working in industrial production, Bruno has been with Technetics for five years, helping customers and finding unique technical solutions that serve their market. Bruno, welcome. Yes, hello, thanks. So today we're talking about critical ceiling solutions for the valves and flow control market. So Cindy, let me start with you and kind of ask you about the state of the valve market. How has seal technology evolved to metal or metallic seals and and why is it such dynamic product? So the evolution really over time has has been increases in temperature, um, increasing demands on from the environment. Um, and so originally where valves are continuously moving and there's a real hard demand on them, um, as time has evolved, the sort of elastomer products, the elastomer-based products are struggling to meet um, the demands that are being asked within the, the valve industry. and in those really critical solutions as well and critical environments. So metal sealing and the evolution of sort of science of metals and the different metallic science that's going on um, have helped to be able to bring in more of a metal sealing solution. And it's, it's the change in environment, it's the change in the sort of extremes of what we're asking valves and pumps to do these days um, that are really driving that and making it quite a significant and fast change going forwards. So a lot is basically demanded of, of performance here. And the, the extremes you're talking about, I understand like you know, high temperature of uh, above 500 degrees Celsius to, you know, to cryo temperatures. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. So there's there's all sorts of new industries now through with um, LNG and then oil and gas going deeper and deeper, um, subsea, uh, different critical environments. Um, in the shipping industry, you have valves that are the maintaining temperatures, etc. So it's not just about um, coping with those temperatures, it's about being consistent and reliable over a long period of time. Um, so not deteriorating over that period of time as well. So there's a lot of factors that affect it really. And um, that's why, you know, the metallic version and the meta- metal ceiling um, just really helps solve and tick a lot of those boxes and being able to adjust that science of metals, as I said, um, to be more elastic, to have that ability to cope with the cycles of the valves is really important. And being able to withstand those extremes and and, and uh, the type of pressure 
that it's uh, demanded upon, you know, without being damaged, right? Exactly. And um, consistently, yeah, over a long period of time. So, Bruno, what uh, what would you add about metal seals and, and, you know, as far as our understanding about the integrity of seals and, and how they kind of protect against, you know, leaks and, and uh, maybe degradation with aging? Metal seals, uh, compared to uh, other materials commonly used like uh, graphite and elastomer seals, um, um, they can be uh, much more um, used in the long term uh, because they are not um, a creeping uh, material. Uh, they are not porous material. They are not um, f- fleeing, uh, extruding away due to the pressure. They can also uh, withstand and uh, stay uh, reliable solutions when uh, other materials like uh, elastomer and graphite could be uh, extruded or, or deformed. Uh, definitively, permanently, and uh, lose their tightness uh, in some way. So, Cindy, before Technetics, you worked with many valve OEMs where you worked with uh, specifically valve instrumentation. So when Bruno mentions the level of, of uh, you know, tightness or, or being able to, to safeguard against, um, you know, leaks, will you explain how how much we know about a valve's durability just from the instrumentation that you'd worked with previously? Yes, so the instrumentation was really about the measurement and the the control of the valve and the valve's movement. Um, And so really looking at that dynamic movement that was happening and the, the number of cycles that are asked of it. So the... That's where the elasticity and the dynamic movement is is required that Bruno was talking about. Um, and you know, for one example, we worked on um, ex- critical ex- um, emergency shutdown valves. And in that situation, it's looking at it really from a different point of view in that in a critical emergency, that valve has to close. Um, as Bruno mentioned, that you know you've got really harsh chemicals, really critical examples going on here, and um, if it's if it's frozen, if those the metal to metal contact has ceased over such a number of years and a period of time, then that valve isn't going to close. So making sure that you've got that compatibility between the materials is really critical as well when you're um, looking at critical examples, emergency shutdown examples. Um, And so, like I say, there's a lot of variables that have to come into this when you're considering what material, what metal, what are the performance criteria, and what you need it to do over time. This emergency shutdown valve, uh, was this in the oil and gas industry? Yes, it was. So specifically, we worked on a project with Exxon um, Mobil. Well, it's Exxon now. And um, yes, they were looking at how we sort of cycle the valves a little bit over time to make sure that exact seizing didn't happen. But as I say, it's making sure then that the the seal in this in our situation now 
seals absolutely tight when that emergency happens. Hopefully never, but (laughs) when and if it happens. So Bruno, the critical applications for seals, they, they cross a wide range of industries. So would you go over some of Technetic's experience with various industries and I guess your work in some of those specific scenarios? Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, we um, actually, we, we work with a, um, a lot of specialty uh, branches um, in the industry, like the oil and gas uh, that you were talking about with, uh, with Cindy. Um, but we are also working um, in um, semiconductor industry in like very pure environments um, where failure are also not an option due to uh, costs uh, of the uh, media and, and wafers and everything. Um, we are working also in the nuclear industry where um, we are very strongly implemented. Um, so with, um, I would say also certifications that are needed and uh, certification on all the material used on the, uh, behavior of the seals uh, over time, um, on the reliability, uh, that Cindy was talking about, um, that we cannot, um, deliver any, any seal that may fail and, and replace it. We have, we have to be performant from the first seal that we offer. Um, so these kind of branches uh, in the industry are, are served. And of course, uh, less, I would say less critical ones, uh, like the chemical industry, but, but there are still, um, there are still some, um, I would say niche products in the chemical industry that uh, can uh, pose, um, lots of problems like corrosion, abrasion, um, things like that, that we uh, have also uh, the ability to, to cope with. Um, so yeah, if I can name some, we have some uh, safety valves also at uh, very corrosive environments. Um, what can I do? Uh, what can I give you some more? In the oil and gas industry, we work in the subsea uh, a, a lot, uh, like Cindy said, uh, more and more in the depths of the uh, ocean um, to drill and to to extract. So we have uh, application on all uh, the flow control process, um, uh, compressors, pumps, downstream, upstream. Uh, on any step, we have some uh, some ceilings that uh, and some capability to to improve current situations uh, thanks to our lab and um, we have some R&D departments and and some analysis capabilities with finite element and analysis and things like that. So there's a, a wide range that Technetics uh, is able to serve and and be able to find solutions for those industries, right? Yeah, that's right. And actually, we uh, also sometimes don't know what's coming to us, <laughs> and we we are discovering this with the customer. But we are um, working uh, more uh, as a partner than as a supplier. Uh, that means we we work on the problem with the customer. We define a way forward, and uh, because we have a lot of engineers in R and D departments, we can uh, we can I would say design the path to the solution um, together. So, Cindy, as we start to wrap up our our podcast today, I guess if uh, somebody was uh, looking to kind of put a headline on this podcast and this episode. What would you say the most important takeaways need to be about uh, metal seals and the integrity in the industry? Um, That's a tricky one, but I'd say 
It's about the evolution of material science um, has enabled us to to bring metal sealing into into industries and applications where they previously were not seen suitable. And the evolution of the markets has meant that those materials are essential, really. Um, they're meeting the needs of the markets and the applications more and more these days. Probably not quite a tagline, but <laughs> it's um... no. Well, I, I think it's you're you're right in that uh, you know this evolution has led to metal seals being a very viable solution, and and maybe that's not something that you think of as being very, you know, elastic, if you will. Exactly. Yes, and I think that's the thing. It's make it's understanding that there's there's a lot of technology out there now and a lot of um progressions with material science and specifically in the metal industry um and where as bruno mentioned with the laboratory we've you know intensive r d that goes on within our organization and we really focus on our customers projects and um needs to to move forward with those. I love how you say laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> I should just say lab, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, it's much better this way. Well, Cindy and Bruno, it was a pleasure sitting down and talking to you guys today. Really appreciate all of the insight. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And that does it for this episode of Getting Technetical. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.